Hello, and welcome to the Wonderland Exhibition Podcast with me, your host, Doug Burton. I'm an artist and educator in the creative arts. Each episode will be a short conversation with a participating artist considering their work, intentions for the show, and anything that emerges in between. The Wonderland Exhibition will take place from the 1st of July to the 5th of August 2023 at the Tremonier Sculpture Gardens in Cornwall. The exhibition shows new sculptures from the Southwest about landscape and walking from members of the Royal Society of Sculptors, with assistance from Penzance-based writer Martin Holman. Hi, Susie Olchak. It's great to meet with you. How are you doing? Really good, thanks. Uh, really great to be here. Thank you. No problem. No, it's, I'm really looking forward to this conversation and uh, to learn more about your work in the show. So I just wanted to actually start to ask you about your relationship to Tremonia for the work that you've produced and that in relation to the previous project with Panama and maybe start to think there's a interesting link there that um, would be good to start sort of getting into if that's all right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So uh, before the show, I hadn't visited Trem and Hare. Um, well, I, I visited in the lead up to Trem and Hare with Emma to make this work specifically. But what we wanted to do was to make a work around around walking in response to our experience that we had in Panama um, this time last year. Last June, we run a residency uh, with an arts organization called La Wayaka Current, who run three different residencies in um, quite remote parts of the world um, around and all the residencies are around kind of they have an ecological focus and Emma and I went to the one in Panama which is on the border of Colombia and Panama and spent three weeks living in the rainforest and making work um, living with an indigenous community and one of the things that came out of that experience that was kind of most maybe most unexpected and also most shocking and and memorable for us was um, the we both knew that there was a quite significant migration problem in that part of the world, but I don't think we'd fully realised that we were going to be experiencing migrants um, coming through the village we were living in on a on a pretty much daily basis. And this migration, uh, the, the numbers has it's gone from kind of two hundred a year to eleven thousand a month. There's a lot of people coming through and walking through the rainforest. So we wanted to make a work about walking and about the different reasons people might walk but um also using using walking as a as a tool to reflect and reflect on that experience but also to kind of um ask people to reflect on their own experiences or their own views or perspectives on migration so yes we we thought it would be kind of perfect way to kind of use a show that's at the end of the pilgrimage route that's that's very much a kind of um location that's about walking to use walking as a tool to, to to think about some of these wider issues and yeah to to, to make this work in response it's, it's called in solidarity it's about kind of using walking as a way to show solidarity or show empathy with the people who are walking around the world at the moment to, to try to try to save their lives or try to better better their lives and i should just say i didn't I apologize i didn't say it's up but you're um uh, have been working with emma elliott uh, collaborating on um, this piece of work and uh, the work in panama as you mentioned but you brought up there about um, migration and pilgrimage and walking as an experience so i wondered if you could just go into a bit more about your thinking around that relationship between pilgrimage and migration because they feel quite separate but maybe you could shed some light on how they sort of maybe overlap for you yeah, I think the the work's very much 
the the work that's shown at Tremon Hill at the moment is very much uh, looking. I mean, there's a very strong focus on walking for migration and us um, walking and using narrative, using sound to to talk about our experiences that we had in Panama. Um, but also quite a strong thread throughout the work is about the different reasons that people might walk in general. So we've, I think we've all experienced it in the last couple of years of, of really um, how much walking has benefited a lot of people during COVID and walking for kind of health and walking for ways to get inspiration as an art practice or, you know, a lot of uh, throughout art history, there's been a lot of examples of, of artists and often sculptors um, using walking as part of their practice as a, as a methodology, as a tool for, for making or as a tool for understanding what they do in the studio in a different way. Walking for pleasure, walking in a playful way. So lo- lots of different ways of, of walking. It's not just around migration. And obviously, walking as a pilgrimage has a very specific it's a very specific thing. It's walking from one point to another for a very specific reason. Whereas there's other kinds of walks that I've done. I remember at Glasgow when I was studying a long time ago now, <laughs> my undergrad at art school there, we did uh, a series of um, derives of walking with no purpose and no end goal. And I think that's a really interesting way to explore a city, for example, or explore the countryside. So yeah, thinking about all the different ways in which walking might exist and help people help society but also help an art practice and i think is there a sense from what you're saying that in terms of pilgrimage the spiritual the transformatory nature of walking in the way that you're describing it is that something in your work actually that you feel takes more of the four of of your work and especially in what i've seen of it you know there's there's moments where both you and emma are sort of superimposed on each other and there's a a round disc that sort of mirrors back at you and and things could you could you maybe is am i on to something there is is that fair yeah i think so i i was interested in bringing the mirrors in as a as a device i've used mirrors or reflective surfaces quite a lot anyway in my own practice as a as a sculptural material for a number of years and I was interested in bringing it into this particular work as a way of sort of quite playfully turning the mirror back on the audience and asking them to reflect on their own views or their own thoughts on on either walking or 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 migration or or, or walking as a pilgrimage um, so it's kind of I guess quite a beautiful device visually to to bring into a video work but also to bring into a, a sculpture work um to kind of you know I've often used it in sculpture works to reflect the viewer back into the space that they're experiencing the work within, but also the work itself or the architecture, the artwork situated within or the um, or the natural environment that it's situated in. And I think it's a really nice way to connect the work, the viewer and the environment that's situated within. Um, but yeah, in this video work, it's again a way of connecting between Emma and myself within the work, but also a way of them bringing the audience directly into the work well, and helping them to hopefully helping them to situate themselves within the environment that they're viewing the work. It's been quite a nice tool. I think it's something I want to use. They're quite small mirrors. So it's the idea of being able to take them with me to other locations and whether hopefully with Emma as well or, or individually to take them to places and begin to see how that could be a tool that goes forward into other works. Uh, it's really interesting. I definitely feel that when I was watching the video that I couldn't help but reflect on that. And it, it is an interesting performative device. 
And uh, maybe I just want to sort of go a bit more in into that kind of sense of um, it's almost like human existence, the way that we sort of feel about environment and land and walking. Is is there something there sort of within the themes of your work or, or Emma's as well that the sort of, you know, where that sense of existence is there? Is that? Yeah, I think so. And definitely in this video where we wanted to find references to human existence or throughout time. So there's a couple of moments where we're kind of sifting sand through our hands. It's kind of trying to reference uh, an hourglass or kind of the relationship the sand's had with, with time. And there's also a moment where one of us is uncovering a, a stone um, in the sand. It's kind of references to archaeology and, 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 and thinking about the fact that these issues, I mean, humans have always been migratory. We haven't, <laughs> we're not necessarily meant to be, to stay in one one place. So these these kind of, this idea of, of people walking and moving around has been um, throughout time. Um, and I, I'm really interested in my own practice about ways in which humans and also the natural world a- adapts and thinking about, we've, you know, we've got these obvious climate issues, but there are examples of where people have adapted to quite extreme extreme scenarios in terms of climate already. Trying to use those as examples for maybe a slightly more hopeful outlook in relation to climate. So yeah, the the way we've existed, the way we we live, the way, way we build, the way we use materials, um, interact with each other and the environment, and thinking about yeah how how we've already adapted in lots of different ways and how that might be hopefully a way that we might exist together with each other and um, with the natural world and um, exist together within cities or within rural environments in a way where there's it's not quite so yeah doom and gloom kind of rhetoric wise it's great to get into this actually it, it feels like we're sort of going through layers of us trying to understand and have a conversation around existence and relating that to this back to this migratory element and i was thinking about how so much of this if you are you know having to migrate because of all of the environmental or political economic issues that mm-hmm. there are and how that process of moving from one point to another turning over the rock as you said was is it kind of like trying to understand what that pilgrimage or that migration means and means you know is, is it meaning to a human you know as we watch your video as so many people are now doing it, is it about walking in some way finding meaning about our own existence through that is that something that that it's almost like are you aspiring to that in terms of your work yeah i think so um i mean it's quite a bold aspiration i guess <laughs> <laughs> but i guess it's kind of that idea of how significant is is an art practice or or cannot i think all of our art practices have a, a, a kind of societal value and like where where is that value with any one practice and it's kind of working out for myself like what what impact might it have on what like what wider impacts might it have on society or or on one particular person or a group of people kind of thinking about making work either alone in the studio or collaboratively with other artists and how might that hopefully have an impact on someone else out there um, whether it's whether it's a kind of wider thing of lots of people or or just it touches one person or something kind of interesting about the the residency in Panama was that the reason the arts organization was there was because the indigenous indigenous community um the Guna people had had voted to bring in 
the artists that came come in once a year or a couple of times a year to do their residency so they'd all agreed to it and when we asked them why they'd agreed to it they said they wanted to us to go and tell their stories and that one of the most significant things they were worried about was the loss of their culture and by people going out there and telling stories about their their the way they live and they felt it was a way of kind of preserving their their lifestyle and I thought it was really interesting that they they understood this value of, of bringing in artists and having these kind of this sense of reciprocity. So they would share their way of working and their their way of living and building and farming and their botany. And we would share our way of working and our, our responses to their, their small kind of pocket within this massive rainforest and the way that they've managed to live and survive. And I think um, shows the value of value of art practice and the value of storytelling and 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 kind of conveying lived experience so yeah ho- hopefully <laughs> um my art practice can can have that kind of impact but i think it's about all of our practices together and and that's why doing a show like tremor has really exciting like wonderland because it it's about the dialogues that are created by showing with a number of different people and and about the kind of the, the journey rather than the end result really I think the the things that happen along the way the 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 conversations that happen when you put a group of artists together or you put a group of artists along with members of the public or you get those kind of responses and um, I think it's really exciting to to be in that position yeah I agree and and it's making me think about the way from what you've been saying about your experience in Panama your experience in Cornwall of doing your video with Emma the that there's a purpose there that is for all of us and for yourself being a part, we're part of this larger group and out of that sort of foam comes a kind of a purpose. And it's great that you said that, you know, I'm, I'm pushing you there in terms of, yeah, it's lofty ambitions, but actually there's a way of coming back to that where you talk about stories and sharing cultures, as you, as you mentioned. Is there a thought there that the work that you've done for Tremonia, because of this link with your work in Panama and the communities out there, that you would potentially show the work here to them back the other way? Is is that something? Yeah, definitely. We shared the so we made Emma and I made a video. Uh, we filmed a video in Panama and um, we've showed that in the in the UK, but we've also sent it back to the community. They now have the internet. I think they got the internet six years ago there. So um, some of the houses in the community have have internet connections. So we sent it back to Laweka Current and also to one of our kind of main hosts who we were hosted by the whole community, but we had a, a host family and we sent it back to that family with the idea that they could hopefully share it with the, the community. So yeah, I think the intention is to do the same with, with this video as well and, and any kind of future works and response. I think it's Emma and I called our project when we were there reciprocity and that 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 sense of it not just being a we go to, to somewhere and sort of try and take as much from that experience as possible. It was very much about how could we make sure it was reciprocal and give back when we when we were there, but also that hopefully continues. It's not it's not an experience I will forget um very quickly. And I hope that you know it it felt reciprocal on, on their part as well. Yeah, it's, it's so interesting. And um, hopefully visitors to Tremonia seeing your work will see that side of it. And and through this podcast, we'll, we'll learn more about the, the wider discussion. Is is there any way that anybody that's interested listening, if they want to learn more about the Darren Gap and your work there, is, is there something they can search for? What would they go to? Well, both Emma and I have it on our website. So 
my website is just my name, susieoldchap.co.uk. Okay. Um, and Emma Elliott's is, is her name as well. Um, we both have links to the project more widely and, and the different works. Um, mine's in my recent work section. The work we made in, in Panama is called Where the Jungle Meets the Sea. And then this work for Tremon here is in solidarity. So, Brilliant. but if, yeah, if anyone just get in touch and just um, find it, there's, we have contact on our pages and we'll share it if anyone's interested as well. Thank you. I think that's really useful to, to mention now. Susie, it's been so great to talk to you and to just uh, scrape under the surface a bit there with the conversation. It's been really enjoyable. Thank you so much. No, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Wonderland Exhibition Podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please click subscribe. You can learn more about the artists in this exhibition through social media, their websites and online at the Royal Society of Sculptors.